0: All right, hello everyone, I'm Adam Meister. They call me the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. You can check out my channel on YouTube. So I do a new show every day. Uh, That's how much I love Bitcoin. I got into Bitcoin in 2013. That's when I bought my first two Bitcoin at the end of of 2013. Now I had heard of it before. I had uh, heard about it, I didn't know what to think about it, but when Coinbase came about, uh, and gave me that easy option to buy. And I was like, I'm in it. So, and from that point on, I, I started to buy slowly and learn more and more about it and buy more and more and more. And there are a lot of people who say, well, you know, I got in in 2013. I wish I got in in 2011. I could have got it for a dollar. Yeah, that's not me. I live the no regrets lifestyle. So there's some of you that are saying, well, Adam, you got in early in 2013. I only got in in 2016 or 2017. No, 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 you'll look back on it one day, and you'll think you were early also, because right this second, it is still early. So always have no re- no regrets, no regrets. Whatever you did, you learn from it, you move on. That is the uh, positive spin I try to put on everything. And that's, uh, I guess, the overriding theme of my shows that I do, keep, keep it positive and uh, try to learn and just be in motion. So we're gonna talk about some of my sayings uh, in a second. So, um, in my old videos, you can see at disruptmeister.com I have like 1600 videos up there. I was telling people to buy 10 at a time back in the day. And you better believe that I, I was practicing what I was preaching. And, um, I'm very happy at how things have turned out here. And, but again, it is, this is still the beginning. This is still the beginning. You create a system for yourself, follow the system, have a strong hand and, and stick to it. And so now I've stuck to my system, which is just buy and hold. I know that sounds very boring to people, but now I travel around the world and I uh, I'm in Los Angeles right now. Uh, I was in Texas beforehand. I was in Las Vegas this weekend. And I just talk about Bitcoin with people. And that's what I do on my show. Just, just spreading the word. So people know about it and know about this unique uh, golden age that we're, we're entering. So my Bitcoin philosophy is summed up by uh a lot of the, the terms that I've come up with. I've come up with all these different sayings, and uh, you can hear them on my show all the time. I, I'm going to share some of them right now. Well, one of them's pound that like button, but that's just for people to upvote my uh, – I have to say that every show, and this is a show, so i got to say it. But golden age 2020s. We are entering a golden age here in the 2020s. This is just the beginning. It is it's 2020, the beginning of the 2020s. Uh, And this is just the start of the Bitcoin movement. You are early, I cannot say that uh, enough. And it's a time of innovation. So get pumped, be happy that you are alive in this world. And the world isn't ending. I I just want to put that out there. There are a lot of people who think that in order for Bitcoin to do well, the world is going to have to come to an end, there's going to have to be some disaster, Um, the whole economy is going to have to crash. And uh, we're going we're gonna to enter a, a doomsday, and I, you should wish for doom and gloom. Uh, the, the opposite of that, okay? Bitcoin can do well during good times. Bitcoin can do well during bad times. And we're entering a very good time here. And Bitcoin, right now, it protects your wealth. It preserves your wealth. And it'll do that, you know, if the world's about to end, which it's not. Or, or if there's a little bit of inflation, it, it, it's doing that. So you don't have to wish for bad times. It already serves a purpose. And right now, this right this second in Lebanon, uh, for instance, uh, it's preserving people's wealth and helping them get their value out of a, a, a very uh, not-so-great situation. Now, I, I don't expect the world to turn into Lebanon, though, and I, I cannot stress that enough because positivity is a superpower. If you keep a positive attitude, you're going to do well here. And Bitcoin is... I'd say it's for the lone wolf, uh, what's well, for everyone, but lone wolves, you don't have to fit in. You don't have to say certain things. Um, you have independence with Bitcoin. If you have your wealth in Bitcoin, no one can cancel you if you have Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, it, it, it cannot take away your Bitcoin. You have to remember that. And that, that's just an amazing use of, of this amazing, uh, financial mechanism that has, been brought to us in the last 10 years. And there are going to be people during this golden age, as I say, that they're not going to want anything to do with Bitcoin. Bitcoin isn't going, for Bitcoin to be successful, the whole world doesn't have to use Bitcoin, okay? We're going to be living in such a comfortable time here in this this world, in this golden age, that plenty of people will opt in to have the Fed coin. The United States dollar will eventually become a, a, a cryptocurrency, a digital currency, whatever you want to call it, okay? And it'll be very convenient for people and people people will love the, the Fed coin and it will get, you know, save them on tax. Who knows what it will do? And the United States government will keep track of everyone with that Fed coin. But so if people are stuck on the Fed coin, that doesn't mean Bitcoin has lost. Bitcoin can do great with the majority of people still using the dollar. Okay. Um, the dollar is not going to be hyperinflated. I just, I, I want to. State that right now, Um, people are always going to believe in the dollar. Uh, I travel around the entire world. I mean, the dollar is top notch. The United States is admired. uh, Well, the culture is everyone is trying to uh, emulate a United States culture. Everybody values the dollar. It's a story everyone believes in, and it's you know the masses, the unthinking masses. They, I mean, it's cool. It's Hollywood. It's everything. And let them have that. Let them have it. Bitcoin can do fine in a dollar world. Okay. Um, yes, and the dollar is inflating. The dollar is definitely inflating. So you, sh- you shouldn't be around the dollar. You don't have to be in the dollar. But I just want to say, there's all these people saying, when the dollar finally collapsed, it's not happening. Don't hold your breath for these type of negative things to happen, okay? Be, be happy with the very comfortable life that we have and that you know about Bitcoin. And that you can take it, you can be in the Bitcoin overlay and not have to deal with fitting in anymore. You don't have to buy the big houses that all your friends are buying, and that's fueling the dollar. You don't have to buy the fancy car that's fueling the dollar. You don't, you don't have to fit in anymore. You can start your own lifestyle. You don't have to work for anyone anymore if you have the Bitcoin. I mean, I'm I'm proving it right here. You can travel around the whole world. Uh, but I also want to point out that in in this golden age where we'll have the dollar. And we'll have Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency and, and altcoins. We're going to have uh, companies like Facebook creating their own coins also. And that's fine. There are a lot of people that think, oh, Facebook Libra will destroy Bitcoin. It's going to be a negative thing for Bitcoin. No, no, no. It, it's going to be a positive thing for the world. I Again, I'm a compete, don't complain type of guy. Let, let Facebook Libra compete with Bitcoin, okay? Uh, th- th- there's no comparison. You're going to be monitored. Uh, 24/7 with your, your Facebook coin. It's going to be very convenient. It's going to be very trendy. It's going to be better than all the third world currencies out there. So the people uh, out there in, in, in some countries uh, will, will opt into it, and, and they'll be really happy. Uh, it's going to introduce a lot of people to Bitcoin, though, and it's going to show the world that countries do not have a monopoly on printing money. I have no, I have no problem uh, with. I, there's something just popped up on my screen there. I have no problem with uh, countries printing their own money. Okay. I, not countries, companies printing their own money and cryptocurrencies coming out of the blue. The countries should not have a monopoly on printing money. And people are going to learn that from Facebook coin, from Libra, and they will better understand Bitcoin that way. So I, I see Libra as a gateway into uh, into Bitcoin actually. Now, one of my sayings is strong hand, do nothing with your Bitcoin, that means. I mean, there are always people, they wanna trade their Bitcoin, they wanna, it's nonsense. Treat it as a savings account, okay? You don't have to do anything with your Bitcoin, it's a store of value. Uh, keep it really simple with Bitcoin. Uh, I say I'm offended by selling. And again, it's a savings account. Do you break into your savings account all the time to go trading with your savings? No, no, you treat the Bitcoin as a savings account. You're not a trader. You're not, I mean, all these people out there getting into cryptocurrency, they think they, they think they're like God's gift of uh, trading, and that's uh, they're not traders, they're not traders at all. Uh, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. That's another one of my saying, and uh, don't FOMO on altcoins. So many altcoins out there, and you know, God, bless, let there be altcoins. I am not threatened by the altcoins at all, I don't want to go destroying altcoins, but. Some of them say they're the next Bitcoin. No, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. And some of these altcoins, they have these so- so-called innovations, whatever they have, don't FOMO on them. Don't think like, oh wow, that's the most private altcoin I've ever, I've ever heard of. I better go buy it. You, you, don't, I mean, you don't even know what you're buying there. I mean, stick with the boring savings account. That's, that's what I do. A lot of people though think they have to have a portfolio and some people think they have to have people manage their portfolio even. I mean, this is about personal responsibility here. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. That's one of my sayings. Um, You learn to manage your own portfolio. And I say uh, diversification for the sake of diversification is silly. And there's a lot of people out there that are just like, well, I'm just not comfortable just holding Bitcoin. I'm not comfortable holding the coin that everyone else is trying to emulate, to try to be. Uh, That's what I do. That's all I've done. I just bought Bitcoin and hold Bitcoin. Uh, and what it comes down to is if you do diversify for the sake of diversification, you buy other altcoins. Do you even know how to send that altcoin off of Coinbase? I mean, I mean that's, that's a very good question. And if you don't, you, you probably shouldn't be messing around and just keep it simple. Uh, compete, don't complain. That's another one of my sayings. Uh, Bitcoin is at, at the base level. I think it, it, it's the best right there. Uh, but let the altcoins be they can come up with all sorts of innovations bitcoin and altcoins can exist at the same time there are a lot of people out there that'll tell you oh we got to get rid of altcoins totally they're all going to go to zero they're, they're not going to go all, all to zero people are irrational people want to diversify for the sake of diversification There are going to be plenty of people coming in and buying altcoins hardly anyone even knows about cryptocurrency right now uh we can imagine this scenario where the market cap of Bitcoin is $9 trillion and the market cap of all the altcoins combined is $1 trillion. I mean, that's true. Everyone can be a winner under that under that scenario, okay? Bitcoin will be a tremendous winner under that scenario. But right now, the, the total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is what, not even a quarter of a trillion dollars. And I'm saying, you know, we, we can easily, for altcoins, uh, not easily it it can get to one one trillion dollar market cap but my point is everyone can be a winner and i like movements where you don't have to destroy in order to succeed okay uh and there are there are a lot lot of people out there that are obsessed uh with hating ethereum and i think that's a waste of time Uh, you should be in motion the DeFi stuff is it going to work out? Well, let, let's wait and see. Let's see if it, it works out. If you're a big Bitcoin fan, you hate Ethereum, then ignore Ethereum. You don't have to worry about DeFi. I am I got a positive spin. As I said, positivity is a superpower. DeFi is going to bring in all sorts of uh, traditional financial people into the space. And they're welcome here. I mean, no person can stop uh, another entity from buying Bitcoin or buying cryptocurrency. I mean, that that's... That's the beauty of the space. Okay, you can't stop people here. Uh, That—that's freedom, and I'm happy, you know, to hear if my enemies are using Bitcoin and they can't have their Bitcoin taken away from them. That means my Bitcoins can't be taken away from me. A lot of people try to scare people and say, "Oh, well, terrorists use Bitcoin." Well, that—that that just shows you that they—they uh, they can't be stopped. That it has some value. I know that it sounds kind of sickening and everything, but. Uh, that, that that's the beauty of this. No one can dictate the direction of Bitcoin, what you do with your Bitcoin, what you think about your Bitcoin and who can own Bitcoin. It's great. Uh, it, so in the space, it's, for me, it's a bunch of individuals. Um, you don't have to be a, a Lightning Network fan to be a Bitcoiner. You don't have to be a technical person to be a Bitcoin. You don't have to adhere to some strict Bitcoin maximalism To be a Bitcoin, no one can take away your Bitcoin if you think differently than them. No one can change you in this. There's a lot of peer pressure out there. Um, There's all this social media, uh, crypto. I mean, it's a bunch of noise. I treat Twitter at people's Twitter accounts as blogs. I just read what they have to write, what they have to say, thought-provoking stuff. I don't get into arguments. I don't get into this nonsense. Because if you really own Bitcoin, if you really own Bitcoin, if you're in the Bitcoin, you know, on another level with Bitcoin there, no one can stop what you're saying. No one can say, well, no, you're not really a Bitcoiner and I'm taking away your, Bi- I'm, I'm taking away your Bitcoin card. That doesn't exist. That That's the freedom that Bitcoin gives us. So personal responsibility is a new counterculture. It's uh, not everybody in this golden age is going to get into personal responsibility. They A lot of people like to uh, blame other people for their problems, but the, the beauty of cryptocurrency is, and Bitcoin, of course, is you control your private key. If you don't control your private key, if Coinbase controls your private key and it gets hacked, well, that's your fault. That's your fault. If you control your private key and you lose it, I mean, then that's your fault. If you did something irresponsible, if you traded at an exchange and they didn't give you what you wanted, well, that's that's your problem right there. That's the. So that's that scares a lot of people away from Bitcoin. But I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. I think it's it's unbelievable. It's it's this era that we're in, it, it, it's really empowering to, to have a personal responsibility like that, to understand it like that. And again, if you, if you buy Litecoin, if you buy Ethereum, if you buy whatever else, um, it's your responsibility to figure out how to get that thing off the exchange, okay? Because if you leave it on the exchange and you lose it, well, then it was never really yours. And hey, you, you, didn't, you didn't take a complete personal responsibility there, did you? So long-term thinking, uh, don't fall for the impulsive gimmicks that are out there, okay? You hear about cloud mining, you hear about, hey, give me your Bitcoin, I'll give you interest on it. I mean, these things are very tempting. Just stick with the program, stick with your program. I'm gonna hang on to my Bitcoin, I'm gonna understand what these halvings are about. I've been talking about the 2020 halving since the 2016 halving. So if you're just getting into Bitcoin right now, think about the 2024 halving. Don't worry about the price going five, down $500 tomorrow, okay? I mean, if you if you believe in this, that this is, this is changing the world, uh, and, and that it's a, it's a pathway to freedom, who cares? There are gonna be days that it goes down by $1,000. And there are gonna be all these impulsive gimmicks out there that people are gonna fall for. And you're gonna be happy that you didn't get into them. You're gonna be happy you didn't buy up the altcoin flavor of the month, another another one of my saying. So keep up with the buy and hold. Yeah, it sounds boring. And value your wealth in Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. I don't obsess over the dollar price don't check it a million times a day don't don't try to trade it so you make a dollar here and there just try to get as many bitcoin as possible get you get yourself in that mindset where you're not valuing it in dollars you don't care that your stash is worth 100 dollars or a million dollars you're just saying i need you know 300 bitcoin by 2028 or something like that just try to try to get more and more bitcoin charge people for your services in bitcoin uh, but don't, don't worry about the fiat price anymore. Let the, the dollar isn't going anywhere. Let the people that are stuck in that inflationary world worry about it. You worry about the real thing, the best money out there, which is Bitcoin. And uh, finally, uh, be in motion. Bitcoin is about production and it's not about destruction. Remember that. Bitcoin is a tool for personal independence where it can succeed without having to destroy fiat, remember that, or altcoins, or, or anything. It's not there to destroy, it's not there to destroy. Um, we're living in a golden age here, and where regular people, regular people, they do not have to understand the technology behind Bitcoin in order to benefit. We, we can do some questions here. So yeah, uh, we're, de- we're definitely living in a golden age where uh, regular people uh, do not, un- they don't need to understand the tech behind Bitcoin in order to benefit from it. Anyone can innovate with Bitcoin. Uh, it could be on a technical level or it can simply be on a new savings account type of level. And there's so many opportunities in this space. Be in motion. There are no limits here uh, with Bitcoin. So keep it positive. And yeah, does anyone have any questions? Right. Um, question.
1: Did you have Andreas on your show
0: and what did he talk about? You know, I've, I've had a lot of different people on my show and he's like the one dude I have not had on my show. Uh, but I, I think he's great. He is such a great resource out there. Check out, definitely check out his channel all the, I, I mean, I, I watch his channel all the time, but I've never, I've, I've never heard him speak in person and I've never had him on my channel, but other, lots of other people I have definitely disruptmeister.com. All my videos are there. All
2: right. We'll make sure to get your uh, links all up They're on our, our meetup page, but we'll make sure we put them up here for people to see as well. So kind of piggybacking off of Brock's question, who has been one of your favorite guests that you have had on your show that's challenged you or made you think about something uh, in an interesting way?
0: Well, I like uh, Caitlin Long. She had, she came from the fina- a, a traditional finance background. And having her on the show opens my eyes to uh, – how the traditional people will come to bitcoin uh but they need it to be a little less messy a little uh used to what they are used to and the institutional money will come it hasn't come yet and it she inspires me to keep on spreading the word to the regular people to get in before these big money entities come in because people like caitlin long are making it uh more acceptable uh for traditional finance people they're they're getting all these banking regulations in wyoming oh yeah, i'm not that's not my side of things making things uh fit in for people okay i'm about not fitting in i i like it that uh bitcoin is rough around the edges and it's not like using a bank and it's a little scary i mean they all want custodial solutions and And as I said before, this is about controlling your own private key. This is about personal responsibility. But these huge entities, they won't come in until they get a promise that other huge entities will store their Bitcoin safely for them, which, again, is not 100% safe. So, uh, yeah, Caitlin Long definitely opened my eyes to uh, uh, the finance side in, in a positive way.
2: Fantastic. Anybody else? Questions?
1: She started that
0: crypto bank, didn't she? Yep. She's just, she's doing it right now.
1: Interesting. All right, well, I have a couple,
2: so if you guys don't have anything, just feel free to interrupt. Um, so you talked about when you first got into Bitcoin, you know, you kind of basically said you're one of the OGs, you're out there promoting it from the rooftops, telling people to go all in from a very early time. What convinced you to go so hard in the paint right from the get-go? What What gave you the passion for that?
0: Well... I was a, a youngster during the internet days and I, I wished then, you know, that I was able to own stock in those type of companies. And I I knew it was going to be big. I knew it was going to change the world. And you know, I, I, I learned a lesson from that. And when I started hearing people Talk about I, I should I should backtrack a little bit. I found out about Bitcoin because of the doom mongers out there, and uh, <laughs> and talking about how the whole world was going to fall apart. But I've always been an internet and technology type of fan, and I've always been a someone that looked at alternative uh, finance. So at the time of the, the 2008 financial crisis, I was into the internet obviously, and I was I was into finance, and when I started to really comprehend what Bitcoin was, that it was the internet of money. And I was going to be lucky enough to live through like a second major earth shattering, uh, movement. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't resist at that point. I was like, I'm not missing out this time. I'm not, I'm not a little kid anymore. I have to do this. I, I really have to do this. Now there were, I mean, there were times, uh, when, and and that, that got me buying my, my first few. And I, 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 had, I, had, I had conviction, but I'll say my, my hand was really strengthening the most. Uh, in 2016, there was an article, actually, by Vinny Lingham, who, who's been on my show before. And now people think he, they, they've made him out to be a villain because he likes Ethereum and he, he came up with his own ICO or whatever he, he did. It's not his own i c o his own token uh, but he had an article out there like logically explaining why uh why bitcoin would go to three thousand dollars and this is back when bitcoin was four hundred dollars okay so this is a this is a big difference type of thing and w- when i when I read that article and it, it talked about how countries will one day have to buy bitcoin and remember all the specifics from it. it. It was a very convincing article. He's, he, he's a successful businessman. And that just, that sealed the deal. I, I wasn't looking back at that point. I mean, I started, I, I had been talking about Bitcoin for quite some time at that point. I had been buying Bitcoin for quite some time and I had bought, you know, definitely bought 10 Bitcoin, at, <laughs> more than 10 Bitcoin at that time. But then, when I read that Vinnie Lingham article, I was like, what's the point of even owning freaking fiat anymore? And uh, yeah, n- no regrets, no regrets at that point. So sometimes it take, takes a little bit of a spark like that. But, but again, growing up in the days of the internet booming, that, that was the, the seed in my mind. Like I do not want to miss out on the next internet. Oh my Lord, uh, this, is, this is probably the next internet. Yes
1: um, I've heard other people talk about going going crypto from Fiat and for some of us it's like we're, we're kind of like stuck in this fiat world but like how what does that look like for you know if you have to pay bills or just functioning normally if you if you have more money into crypto like how how do you kind of function the way people in fiat do?
0: Well, it, it, you think of it as a savings account. You don't you don't put more into it than you can afford uh, to. You, you got to be able to budget. But at the same time, uh, I cut back on expenses. I mean, one of the big things of the fiat world there's so many expenses that you have to fit in. Well, stop thinking in that that fitting in way and and, and cut some of those expenses. I say, but uh, it. try, if worse comes to worse, yeah, sell a little bit of the Bitcoin if you have to, but try not to get into that situation. Definitely try not to get in this situation. And for me, I'm holding on to my Bitcoin long enough to a point where you can, there's going to be a time when it's going to be easy to just spend your Bitcoin on anything, use your, your Bitcoin on anything. So, uh, you won't have to go transition back into the fiat world, but I, but I, but I understand, uh, people's worries like um you know i get into this bitcoin thing i've, I've gotten too deep in i have bills to pay i got to get out well it, 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 if that's the case then uh then yeah get 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 out it, for a little bit i mean i, I can't tell someone to starve <laughs> to hold them to their bitcoin although i am a big fan of intermittent fasting uh learn, learn about it <laughs> It's conviction, man. It strengthens your hand. It's all about thinking long-term.
2: I I think we all admire your your wherewithal. All right, so we have a question from one of the people viewing online. They want to know, what do you think the biggest thing the crypto community can do to improve adoption or use cases?
0: Well, to to improve adoption? Here's something really simple people can do. Um, Because you're talking... uh, F- f- to get the newbies into it, it I, wherever I go, I wear I wear Bitcoin paraphernalia. That's what, I mean I've gotten so much of this stuff. I mean like I've got like fifty shirts, basically. And people start. Sometimes people ask you about it. People at the T, the guys at the freaking TSA that pad me down when they see I have this, they start talking to me about it. And the one dude started telling me about how he trades it and stuff. <laughs> it, it, mm-hmm. It's amazing. Th- th- that's something uh, uh, simple that th- that you can do, but. Um, within, within the internet world, I guess, uh, you know, retweet, uh, retweet prominent people, um, post stuff on, uh, on Facebook that, so that your friends will notice it uh, of good people. Um, you yourself, uh, start charging people in, in Bitcoin, whatever you do, uh, try to ask, uh, uh, for Bitcoin instead of dollars. It's worth it. That. That'll get it out there uh, and then it'll, it'll strike up some conversations about like, well, how do, man, I don't, I don't want to do that. And you explain to them, well, it's, it's not hard. You buy it at Coinbase and then you can pay me and you can keep some of it too. Uh, I mean, that, that actually reminds me of a, of a, a very interesting story uh, of a guy, there are a lot of people, <laughs> the first time they hear about Bitcoin is because their computer gets uh, ransomware, uh, which is, is not fun at all, okay? So they panic, and they go to Coinbase, and they buy it, and they pay it off, and that's it. Their, their computer gets free. There's a guy who contacted me. He, he had this situation. He had to pay off the ransom. He didn't know what the heck he was doing. He bought it at Coinbase, uh, Bitcoin, and, and he must have been panicking so much. He bought two Bitcoin. He sent one Bitcoin to the, the ransomware guy, didn't realize he bought the other Bitcoin. And it was sitting at Coinbase. And this was around when uh, uh, Bitcoin was $600. So somehow he figured out that he still had a Bitcoin sitting there. And, and, and it was, when I think when Bitcoin hit $20,000 or $19,000, he, he wanted to check his Coinbase account. And he, had, he was in for a big surprise and he became a big Bitcoin fan then. So again, even negative things can get, can get people in, into Bitcoin. That's what that just reminded me.
2: Very interesting. So I'll ask kind of a follow-up question to that because I had something similar written down. So that's to increase adoption. But what do you think? So you talked about Libra and altcoins all being, you know, good things in the market and being able to fulfill different use cases. You even said, you know, fiat currency is good and it's going to work pretty well for a lot of people for different things. What do you think the use case for Bitcoin actually is?
0: Oh, getting your... yeah, right now it's getting your value out of uh, out of uh, totalitarian regimes. I'll tell you that preserving your wealth, preserving your. I mean, if you have a, a, okay, if you let's compare to fiat. You're living in Argentina. You've got a fiat bank account. All right. All of a sudden they start printing a bunch of it. There goes the value. There goes all your savings, man. That's terrible. If you had it in Bitcoin, you'd still have your savings. You could go start a new in Uruguay. That's it. You would just take your Bitcoin with you. And then somewhere you say, well, wait a they could uh, send their uh, Argentine pesos to the Uruguay and back. No, there's uh, capital controls uh, in Argentina. So it, it already preserves people's wealth in many different in many ways um, it, when compared to, to the fiat system. And uh, that, that, for me, that's its, its use case right now. There is inflation going on right now in the United States. You, if, if you have your money in Bitcoin, you're in, you're in good shape you're in good, and again, the price, we're talking long term here, okay, long term, in 10 years, you're not going to be able to buy as much with your uh, $500 that that you have today, okay, but if you spend that $500 on Bitcoin right now, uh, that big, that amount of Bitcoin, you're going to be able to buy uh, quite a lot with in, in 10 years.
2: Very interesting, all right, anybody else have some questions around the room? Nothing yet. All right, well, I still have more questions, so I'll keep going. Um, I will say, I I like your your opinion. We don't, I don't, I feel like we've kind of lost some of the grassroots of Bitcoin because that was one of the reasons that I originally got into Bitcoin because I saw it as free money, as in freedom money. Yeah. And now I think a lot of the new people coming in they see it as free money, as in I have my hands out and I'm trying to make a few dollars on some random coin. So it's it's nice to see someone who's passionate about the freedom side of it. Um, So one of the things you said is that Bitcoin is about producing, not about destruction. So what are you most excited for feature-wise that's coming to Bitcoin? Are you excited about Lightning Network? Are you excited about some other features that people are talking about or proposing? What are you most looking forward to?
0: Well, I, I'm looking forward to it being uh, uh, a little bit, some people coming up with some privacy solutions and we're not there yet. So, I mean, the, the traditional answer most people are going to give you is like, they're very excited about lightning. You're going to be able to do these cheap transactions. And I think lightning network is neat. Okay. I think it's neat. I think it's cool that you're, I mean, you're going to be able to do micro little transactions and maybe pay people to click on your links or who knows what they're, co- I, like, I like that innovation, but I, I want to see some easy ways to make uh, transactions private. Right now, there's this—you uh, can you, you can send it to certain sites that will clean clean it for you or wh- whatever the, the saying is. I forgot. I, I can't. Um, uh, it's uh, um, what would you say? Mixing service. Yeah, mix. I, I couldn't think of mixing there. I'm not, you see, I'm not, I've never mixed. I've never mixed. But there's all these mixing services now and a lot of people are freaked out by that type of thing. Um, I, I, I'd like to see an easy uh, an easy privacy, second layer privacy solution. So I'm excited about that. I don't think it should be in the base layer of Bitcoin. I think they should come up with that. Something that's as easy as Lightning. And some people say Lightning is a privacy solution, okay? So I, I'm just a freak when it comes to like, I don't want to spend any of my Bitcoin. So when I hear about Lightning, people are actually spending Bitcoin that way. And that's just me. I, I understand how the world works. People have to spend on stuff. So that's great for Lightning. But I am, I'm so curious to, to see what the next privacy innovation is that's easy. I'm also, it, let, let me tell you something. It's just the whole user experience, the whole user interface, it's still a little clunky. It, it's, it's, it scares people away. Having these long addresses, I'm looking forward to making someone making it easy for my mom to use, okay? I'm looking forward to that Netscape moment. Back in the days of the internet, ap- apparently there were only news groups and it was hard to get on at first, but then Netscape came around and it was, it was really easy to get on the internet. We, we need something like that for Bitcoin. So that, that I'm, really, I'm really looking forward uh, to that and I don't know who's working on it. <laughs> someone is, it, it will happen. I am, again, I am a, guy, a positive guy. I am so confident about this golden age decade, all this progress, all these innovations that we cannot even dream of. And some of them are going to be in cryptocurrency. So bring it on. And maybe, maybe it's going to be an altcoiner that's going to come up with the interface. The cool thing is Bitcoin can adapt anything that, is, uh, that altcoins produce. It, it can be uh, brought into Bitcoin. You have to remember that. And that's, just, that's another reason not to stifle the, the innovation that might be going on in some of these altcoins.
2: All right, so let's, let's segue into that discussion a little bit. You obviously, you're a very big proponent of, of Bitcoin, and you, you love the innovation that altcoins provide, but at the same time, you say not to FOMO into them. Are there any altcoins or projects that you think are interesting or that you are invested in, or are you just purely from the standpoint of innovate, and then we'll bring it over to Bitcoin?
0: Yeah, I, I have o- I've only spent my fiat on Bitcoin. I am Bitcoin. There's, I don't believe in diversification for the sake of diversification. Some of them are, some of them are interesting. I mean, people all the time, they're like, they ask me, what do you think of Litecoin? I mean, what's there to think of it? It's, it's just Bitcoin. It's, it's just, uh, just a, little, a little different. I mean, the guy behind it is nice. Charlie Lee is nice, but that's a big difference. They actually have founders. All these altcoins have founders and that's a weakness right there. B- Bitcoin doesn't have a founder. I mean, it, he's dead probably, who knows? No one knows who he is. That, that's, that's why Bitcoin is the next, no one can do that. No one can create this uh, anonymous, uh, possibly dead, who knows who the person is that the government can't go after, that no, that no one can blackmail. There, there's no centralized point of weakness there in terms of a founder in Bitcoin. But uh, I mean, I, I understand also, I don't take, I'm not threatened by altcoins. Like I know Ethereum is not Bitcoin. It's not It's not even trying to be Bitcoin. And that's kind of the sad thing about this. I mean, there's some people that get into Ethereum just because they think it's going to be the next Bitcoin. They don't even know what they're getting into. It was never supposed to be a Bitcoin. Uh, it's a world supercomputer or whatever it is. I, I mean, I'm personally interested in how the whole Ethereum DeFi thing is going to turn out. I think that's fascinating. I think it's fascinating. But does, should I go buy Ethereum because of that? No. Not, not at all, but do I realize that there are a bunch of people that are going to buy Ethereum because of it? Yeah, there's going to be all sorts of people from traditional financial markets that want to get into this decentralized finance that isn't even decentralized. So, I mean, I'm, I'm curious about something like Ethereum. I don't wish death upon Ethereum like certain people do. My Lord, it's, it's crazy out there in social media, some of the stuff you hear. And so, yeah, let, let them innovate over there. But for me, no, I, I only buy Bitcoin. Very
1: interesting, yes. Um, Do you keep up with what the U.S. government or other governments are trying to do in regards to, like, regulation? Yes.
0: Yeah, I I do keep up with what they're trying to do. And right now, they're going for all the centralized targets, which is great. They're going for these ICOs who just got in trouble today. Uh, Some 80-star, I want to say... uh, for promoting an ICO. I don't even remember who it was anymore. Uh, got, got in trouble for, uh, and they, they're picking on Facebook, which is Libra, a centralized uh, a currency. They want to rate, these are easy targets and they get to virtue signal to their constituents. Look, we're protecting you. Uh, we're protecting the public from getting ripped off. You know, personally, I don't think they should be regulating ICOs. I think it, ICOs should be able to, now. should you buy it? I'm not telling you to buy an ICO. They, they were terrible. It was, it, most of them were frauds. But let people, find out the hard, let people find out the hard way. Let them learn. I mean, again, personal responsibility is a new counterculture. But I do keep up with the, what the government is trying to do. And right now, uh, some of them conflate, uh, the confuse Bitcoin with, with the other ones. But most of, right now, their focus is definitely on Mark Zuckerberg. I, I, I can tell you that. And so he's doing us a—he's doing us a favor by l- let him keep dealing with them. He will fit in with them. He will do whatever they say. Eventually, they'll let him print his his own money. It'll be totally regulated. Uh, they'll, they'll go after some more centralized targets. They're always going to be these centralized targets, so they can always say, "Yeah, we're dealing with cryptocurrency." So um, these centralized uh, targets—they're they're doing a great favor for Bitcoin. They can't stop Bitcoin. They can't stop it. And I don't think they're going to try to stop Bitcoin. In fact, I think they're going to, tr- some of them personally are going to understand, you know, this is, this is something I should get into. I mean, in some of these corrupt countries all over the world, you better believe that their leaders are, are buying Bitcoin and, and thinking about it, trying to figure it out. Very
2: interesting. Anyone else? No more questions?
0: I have a question. I'm on the Zoom okay. chat. Um,
2: when I first got into Bitcoin, one of the things I was most excited about was the uh, possibility of Bitcoin helping out in Venezuela. And that never seemed to, to happen. I'm just curious what you think happened there and what could what the future looks like for that kind of thing.
0: Well, if you check out my archives at disruptmeister.com, I have had guests on in Venezuela. Got two guys, three. Uh, yeah, three guys who, who actually live there. And uh, it It made a difference in their lives the the people who got into it it made it preserved all their wealth and uh they, they there were people mining it the The issue is mo- not many people got into it by the way here's a Venezuelan boulevard, twenty Venezuelan boulevards right here uh, just as a reminder of what what can happen in in certain uh countries with Hyper but this doesn't happen in the United States, but it did happen uh it, it, it definitely happened down there. and so no, it, people have to opt into it. It just doesn't magically float all around and people, uh, people get it. I mean it, it, it took some these guys had to work for it. These guys had to figure out how to get it. People did get it. It made difference, it is in individuals' lives, okay? Um, it was easier though, in the long run, currently for people to get their hands on US dollars. Uh, and eventually, the Maduro regime now U.S. dollars aren't exactly illegal, so a lot of people are preserving their wealth with U.S. dollars. Uh, but and they just spend they spend the boulevards as as fast as possible. But don't be don't be disappointed hundred percent with the situation. Also, um, Maduro realized you know I want to my the the fiat money that I'm printing that the paper money is worthless. Let me get in on this cryptocurrency thing, and he came up with his own cryptocurrency, the uh, the petro, and you'll be happy to know that people were given this petro, and there was a way for some of them to turn it into Bitcoin. And people, some smart people, not everyone, um, turned their petros into Bitcoin. So you, you shouldn't be disappointed in Venezuela. There's they they have this petro thing now, okay, which is a total. You know joke of a cryptocurrency, but they got their hands on it, and it makes them that it gets them that closer to uh, to actually owning Bitcoin because it's easier to turn a digital petro into a Bitcoin than a uh, uh, physical venezuelan uh, boulevard
1: very interesting what does the what does like the on ramp and off ramp for someone in Venezuela like do they use apps on their phones like we do
0: or well there was there was local bitcoins, but I think they shut that down or then they sort of did. no it, local bitcoins was a way. Uh, there, there, there were exchanges, there were private exchanges, but then they shut them down. And so now there's like a government exchange for the Petro. So but there were dudes like the people I knew, they were mining it. okay they were mining alt, they, some of them were mining altcoins. And once they got their hands on altcoins, they could send those altcoins to exchanges and and trade them in for Bitcoin. Electricity is like free down there because it's a socialist country or virtually free. So there were a lot of dudes that were taking advantage of that for a while uh, by by mining off of the free, virtually free electricity. But then the government started noticing electric spikes too and like confiscating people's miners. And, uh, but there there were some creative ways of doing it. So that, that was a creative way of doing it, mining altcoins or mining Bitcoin and uh, just getting it that way.
2: Interesting. So I have one more question here, I think, and then maybe we'll let you go because we've almost had you for an hour here. So I have very similar views to you as far as you know, Bitcoin and Bitcoin being the best cryptocurrency out there. <laughs> However, I have we've had some interesting discussions here in the group. I think one of the most interesting critiques of being all in on Bitcoin itself is um, you know, I agree with diversity of like your portfolio is essentially pointless in this market. But what about diversity of technology? You know, Bitcoin recently had the inflation bug that was pretty critical that also affected Bitcoin cash. Do you ever consider the idea of diversifying the technology, the code that's actually running Bitcoin? Yeah,
0: you mean uh, on. A- a technical level there, like, well, to, to own a different coin because it's got a different, uh, a, a different makeup. Is that what you mean? Well, so what
2: I'm saying is like, yes. For example, you have Bitcoin. Like in the very early days, Bitcoin had a really bad inflation bug where they printed like it was a hundred million Bitcoin or whatever it was. They had to roll back the chain. Or just recently, but then what was it, 2018? I think they found another critical inflation bug and it didn't get exploited, but it was sitting there and it could have been exploited. Um, do you ever consider that from, there could be vulnerabilities that live in Bitcoin today and just nobody knows about it. Nobody has, you know, stumbled upon it and been able to exploit it.
0: Well, there very well could be. If Bitcoin goes to zero, all the cryptocurrencies are going to zero, though. That's the thing. That, that, they're, that it's taken them all down with them, okay? It, it, is, it is the target. That is, that's my core belief right there, that if Bitcoin fails, and it's not going to fail, it's not, it, it is not going to fail. But if it did fail, it, everything would come tumbling down with it. So uh, th- 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 that's my take on it. That crypto, uh, th- th- if Bitcoin went away, there wouldn't be uh, th- th- there wouldn't be anything else at that point. It, for for, Bi- for Bitcoin to go to zero, something so horrible would have to happen. It, ev- everyone would lose their faith in cryptocurrency. That that's that's the way I see it. And so that that that's a, a reason that I don't. Uh, I don't worry about your, your scenario right there, that there's, there's no need for diversification because if Bitcoin goes away, I believe they're all going to go away.
2: Pretty interesting. Yeah, I kind of I somewhat agree. I think as much as people don't want to maybe admit it, Bitcoin is the brand. I mean, when people think cryptocurrency, they think Bitcoin. I mean, everything else comes later. Um, I'll open it up one last time. Any final questions before we let Adam go? I got a quick one. Sure. go um, ahead Kind of in the same vein as Tanner's question, um, what, what do you think of stuff like Hyperledger, which isn't really a, a, an alt currency, but as far as just a development platform for software?
0: I, I think it's, uh, I, I've seen so many altcoin flavors of the month uh, that aren't exactly blockchain, like IOTA with the Tangle. I mean, that, that's what I think of uh, Hi- Hyperledger. I think of what I think about IOTA. And look, they turned IOTA off recently. So, I mean, th- these are very experimental uh, uh, protocols and, I, and I've and i seen many of them come and go. I mean, we've seen IOTA come. There have been so many flavors of the month and there are going to be more and more flavors of the month. I just, I see them all as flavors flavors of the month, basically, and uh, that uh, we, we should keep it simple with the Bitcoin. It is not, it isn't the fanciest out there. Those other ones in theory probably can do more, but Bitcoin's already out there in the wild. It's it's. People are doing so much with it. There's so many people working on it. They're incredibly wealthy institutions trying to financialize it right now. It's it's way ahead of the game. And so sh- I'm sure there's other cool. T- I'm sure the other technology is cool. IOTA tangles were cool also. But uh, <laughs> you can see what happens with that. Thanks.
2: All righty, Adam. Do you have any? Uh- we have, we've got some of your social links up on our meetup website and whatnot. Do you have any uh, things you'd like to plug before we let you get out of here?
0: I just, yeah, you get a new show every day at disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at Tech Vault, techbalt T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. At Friday's the This Week in Bitcoin show. So I always have, a, I have, I have three guests on tomorrow. So that's, those, those ones are always fun. People, people enjoy them. And, uh, yeah, that, that's about it. Just, uh, keep keep the conviction people keep the long term thinking don't freak out by $500 day drafts you know one day bitcoin it might be worth like $80,000 and then it'll it drop to $40,000 again people don't worry it's it's a wild roller coaster it's it's still going to be a wild roller coaster for at least the next 4 years
2: Fantastic. Well, I'm sure this video will make its way online at some point. So everybody go on there and pound that like button, as you say. Thank you for taking the time to come present to us tonight. We really enjoyed it. Get a round of applause for Adam.
0: Thanks. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Pound that Thank like you. button. I'm out of here. I'll see you later. You guys rock. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Have a good you night.